Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. We are getting back into James today, chapter 4, picking it up in verse 13. And we're going to be talking about making plans in our lives and the importance of following the will of God and how He leads us, He directs us, and He wants to do that. So go grab your Bible, maybe a pen, a pencil, a notebook, and I'll open us up in song. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take Him at His word just to rest upon His promise and to know the saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus how I trust Him how I've proved Him more and o'er Thank you for your faith, God, to trust you more. And thank you for your cleansing blood, God, that washes us. Fill us with your word this morning by the power of your spirit. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 4, and we'll start with verse 13. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy, and sell, and get gain. So James here is addressing the brethren, the body of Christ, and he starts by saying, Go to now, ye that say. Meaning, I am now speaking to those that say this sort of thing. Well, what sort of thing? Tomorrow or the next day, we're going to go into a city. We're going to be there for about a year, buy, sell, do good in business, be successful, you know, making plans. And James is going to have some admonishment that is extremely important for all of us. Because all of us have been here. Many of us are here right now trying to plan out the future. He's addressing those who want to profit in their business and have success, who are planning their lives out, their careers. And guys, this type of planning is very natural to do. doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with it. So why is James about to seriously warn us here, all those that are in this stage of life or in this position? Well, let's continue on and see. Verse 14, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Wow, that's sobering. So first James says, What really do you know about the life that you've been given? And do you realize how quickly that life goes by? And then he goes on in verse 15. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. So what is God's will for our life? You know, we can often spend most of our time trying to plan success out here rather than the most important thing, which is success and surrender in here. If the Lord wills it, we shall live. And what the Lord wills, may we do. And notice how in verse 15, like I just read, it says, we will do this 
or that. The emphasis is not on the boasting of our works, but in the living unto God. And we're not talking about an either-or situation here, as in you live a life of ministry or you live to work and make money and provide. God knows the things that we need, and He wants us to have good work ethic. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, If you don't work, you don't eat. So it is a major, important part of life, as we all know. But James is talking about the plan of our lives here and how, as believers, they should be according to God's will and not our own. Matthew chapter 6, verse 27, Jesus says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And then he goes on to speak of the needs that we try to fulfill ourselves. And he says in verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I want to say that again. Seek ye first. When he says ye, he's speaking to everybody. He's not just directing it to one person. He says to his followers, First, You seek the kingdom, not the kingdom of this world, but the kingdom of our God. And he goes on to say, in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And this takes faith. It takes walking in faith to truly trust God for these things, to know that the unseen will be provided. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. When we seek first His kingdom, it is the evidence that we believe He will provide for these things. In verse 34, He says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So making our own plans, that self-sufficiency, being a self-made person or boasting in what we are going to do. James addresses this. Going back to James chapter 4, verse 16, he says, But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. It's so about priorities, putting the right things in order. God, help us not to be about our own business first, but about His. Jesus gave us this example we see in Luke chapter 2, verse 49. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? Didn't you know that I must be about his business first? God's business, what he had come to earth to do, was absolute number one priority. Jesus had a profession, but he knew from day one that he came to do the will of the Father. And may it be that way for us to fulfill His will and His purpose that He has called us to in this life. The Bible tells us He will supply all of our needs, but seek first His kingdom, rather than seek to supply all of our needs and then try to do the will of God. When we really get this, the pressure comes off. It's why Jesus can say, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is a light. In my yoke, it is easy. Because we don't have to build a physical kingdom here. 
It's stressful. It's hard. And we're not called to do that. And rather than searching for our own purpose, we don't even have to worry if we've succeeded or failed in our own purpose because He hasn't called us to our own purpose. The Bible tells us that we're called according to His. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to His purpose. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Did you know that Christ has ordained us to walk in certain works that He has already prepared for us to do? This is why we can't get distracted with building our own kingdoms here in this world. And I know it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with making our own plans. But when we are too busy to do the good that God has ordained us to do, it is then that we're missing out on our true calling in this life. As a child of God, we have eternal purpose. And I say again, it's about priorities keeping the right things in order. Because yes, we do have to work. Yes, there is so much that has to be done. There is business that we have to attend to. But being sure to keep His business as priority and always keeping our affections first on the kingdom of God and seeking His righteousness, then that will affect everything else we do. It will affect our work. It will affect our dealings with people. It will bring fruit into our lives as we do it. And all things will work together because we are called to His purpose. We must always remember that as a blood-bought believer, we never earned the ability or the right to live this life. It is a gift. It is a gift, as is eternal life. So like Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 26, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So what do we do now? I would suggest getting a notebook, getting a pencil, and writing down where you think your priorities are right now. And take a look at it. See what's at the top. See what's at the bottom. See the way that things need to shift. Seek God and His righteousness and ask Him to show you how these priorities should line up. And where you need to repent, repent. And where you're doing well, thank God for that grace. Remember, we receive His grace to do all that He's called us to in our lives when we are humble before Him. It's when we are prideful and think we got this is when we fall. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking, you know, I definitely don't have my priorities straight and I know that Jesus has not been put as Lord as my life. I haven't called upon Him as Savior. Well, then let's pray together right now. Lord Jesus, God, forgive us. Forgive me, a sinner. I know that you are speaking to me right now, that you are calling me out. God, I repent 
I repent for the ways I've turned away from you. I repent for my sins. I accept that work that you did for me on the cross, paying every penalty. God, I put my life in your hands, and I trust you with everything. I humbly ask that you would grant me your grace, that you would show me the will and the plan that you have for my life, that you would be my first priority. Lord, I surrender, and I trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just truly surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that His Holy Spirit will dwell in you, that Christ will dwell in you by faith, and He will lead you, and He will guide you. Lord, help us to be sensitive to your Spirit and to your guiding. The more you surrender to Him, the more He will take and He will heal. And for all of us in Christ, the key to walking out His will for our lives is to deny this flesh and be filled with His Word and walk in the strength and the power of the Holy Ghost. That Christ, the living Word in us, will do His work through us. All to His glory. Be prepared to live like you've never